Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder of ETA, business angel, CEO, startup coach, and human being. And I have the pleasure of being your host for this episode. So we're still in our series focused on funding money. And I have the immense pleasure to welcome Orit Strauss-Ratz, co-founder of Giving Way. Orit, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. And it's a very uh, big pleasure to be here. All's well. Cool. So uh, before we dive into our topic about funding, so I would like to give some context uh, to our listeners. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the genesis of Giving Way, what it does, and how you came up with the idea. Sure, um, happy to do so. And uh, it's a bit, a bit of a journey that we've been on. Um, I think that uh, like, like for many founders, uh, that I know the, 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 the seed of, uh, of giving way was planted in a personal experience of my own. Uh, about a million years ago, before, uh, before I went to university, I spent a year volunteering uh, with the Burmese uh, refugee community on the border of Thailand. Wow. And I did that for a year and I came back uh, home and I went to study law and um, I went through the whole corporate, uh, corporate, corporate route. I, I worked as a lawyer for... Gosh, uh, too long. Too long. Don't don't be people. don't be us for half an hour. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know every time I speak to a lawyer, it's it comes with a huge bill. So, <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I'm tempted to pull out the lawyer jokes, but I, but but I'll hold on it. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so I did that for many years, and um, and in 2000 and. Um, 2000, early 2015, I decided to quit the, the fascinating field of law and, um, and pursue things that I'm much more passionate about. And, you know, I did volunteer many years uh, prior to that, but it, it's something that never really left my system. And, um, and at the time, I, I sort of took a deeper dive into what had happened in this industry of volunteering abroad as part of one's travels. And I was very surprised to see, on the one hand, what a big industry, that how popular this had become. Uh, how many people were seeking to, to add some kind of impactful volunteering experience when they travel abroad. But, you know, like many things with popularity also comes commercialization. And I discovered that the market was very, very um, broken in a sense that on the one hand, you have people seeking to volunteer when they travel. On the other hand, you have these uh, gross, you know, very grassroots level organizations, especially in developing countries that need volunteers and a difficulty to connect. And yeah. the very beginning, the very initial idea was to create this sort of two-sided marketplace that would make it easy for people to find the volunteering experiences that they're looking for on the one hand, and to make it easy for NGOs, uh, no matter how small or remote they are, to be able to find and be found by prospective volunteers. Yeah. And yeah. you can think of it as a sort of, you know, Airbnb of volunteer uh, travel or volunteerism uh, as, it's, as it's now defined. Um, and that's how we started. We really wanted to disrupt this market and, and, and cut out all of the middlemen that sort of took place in the, in the industry. And that's, that's, that's how the initial idea began. Um, but, um, you know, we, we, we did, that was, that was over six years ago and we did have a bit of a journey. And uh, also like a lot, of, a lot of startups that start in, in one point, um, they don't necessarily end in the same point. Um, so in the first few years, we were very focused on, on, on really facilitating these volunteering opportunities and 
um, and, and we grew very fast. We had a lot of more and more and more of these organizations, these NGOs that joined the platform, thousands of people that used the platform in order to find their um, volunteering experience. And over the first few years, we, we, we really got to know and wor we worked a lot and we still do actually to this day, we spend most of our time on the, on the phone with, with NGOs, but we got to know um, a lot about the needs and the challenges of NGOs in these parts of the world. Um, our focus has always been in, in, in the developing region. So mostly Africa, but also a lot in Southeast Asia and Latin America. And we got to know the challenges and the pain points of organizations in these parts of the world. And over time, we kept on adding and adapting and tailoring our solution more and more and more to the needs of organizations in these regions. Because, you know, the typical uh, NGO in, um, in, in Uganda or in uh, Cambodia um, or, or Bolivia, for that matter, is very, very different from your typical NGO mm -hmm. in, the, in, in, in the U.S. or, or Berlin or, or whatever. And um, for example, we, we saw that there was a very big need. You know, a lot of these organizations have a very poor online presence. I mean, poor websites. Yeah. And if you, if, if you don't have a strong digital presence, you're nowhere to be found, right? And True. on the other hand, also, um, a lot of people were very happy to provide these sort of pro bono skilled services without necessarily getting on a plane and traveling to Africa. So we, we, we started off from physical volunteering. We expanded to online volunteering. We were one of the first companies to pioneer online volunteering as a product. And, um, and all the while, we also had the ability for people to donate funds to NGOs through our platform. But it was very minor. It was a, a sort of secondary offering. Um, and then came uh, 2020 and came, uh, and, and came the pandemic and, of course, put travel on hold and turned turn the whole world upside down and greatly affected NGOs. And, you know, the, 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 a lot of it at the time we were working with thousands of NGOs and uh, a lot of them, you know, didn't know where, where their next dollar would come in from, where donors are, where volunteers are. And, um, and they said to us, well, can you guys help us through your platform raise funds online? Um, and I think it was really a big re realization for a lot of NGOs in, the, in these regions that, you know, in, in general, philanthropy has gone online uh, mm -hmm. yeah. way before the pandemic, but of, of course, much more afterwards, you know, the, sa the same way people expect to be able to buy a T-shirt or order their takeaway or their, or their ride by, by clicking yeah. three, you know, three tapping their phone. The same applies to philanthropy. And, um, and, and for many organizations, organizations in these parts of the world they're not you know they don't really have the tools there yet um, to do it so basically we did a big big pretty big pivot um, in the beginning of uh, of the pandemic and from and we shifted our focus to providing online fundraising tools that are very very specially tailored for organizations in in Africa and and the other regions that we work with so we really incorporated a lot of different payment methods and payment uh, uh, currencies and mobile money and all different things and, uh, you know, fast forward six years from where we started today, Giving Way is a, um, is a one-stop shop for, one-stop shop platform for NGOs to um, really um, uh, be able to manage everything that they need in, in terms of volunteers, recruiting, working with volunteers, uh, working with donors, uh, processing funds, uh, managing all of their data in one place, a built-in CRM in our platform. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to say we work today with about 10,000 NGOs, 150 wow. countries and, uh, growing. Yeah. So you're definitely the Airbnb for NGOs <laughs> or look, or looking forward to becoming it. 
Yeah, I think I think now we're more of a GoFundMe for NGOs in, okay. in developing yeah. countries. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But and, and what what's what was the biggest challenge? Because so you, you said you pivoted. So, um, but what was the biggest challenge along those those six years? Um, you know, of building giving way. Well, I guess I, I, w- I wish I could say there was one challenge, but I think that every <laughs> every, <laughs> every, every phase has its challenges. Yeah. I mean, it's never a dull moment. So, I mean, uh, because we, we, we did go through this, uh, this journey with different phases, then the challenges change. Uh, so, you know, in the beginning, when we were a two-sided marketplace, uh, that was even more focused, I would say, on a B to on a B to C side. Yeah. Um, yeah. That has its challenges, you know. Just 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 creating a marketplace where you have a chicken mm-hmm. and egg situation and uh, supply and demand, and you're competing, especially in the travel space, when you're competing for B to C traffic against you know giants like uh, travel giants like Booking and hotels and TripAdvisor, and you're sort of a half bootstrappy company with uh, with, with minimal budget marketing budget. So you know that that was a, a challenge. How do you you know, customer acquisition in a two-sided B2C marketplace. Um, so that was that, that was one of the things in the beginning. Um, you know, after we pivoted, uh, we, we, part of our pivot was to go B2B or B2B2C mm. uh, in line with, 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 with how this industry typically does work and provide the tech tools to the NGOs to go out to their networks and raise funds. Uh, and that, that presented a whole new, uh, a new set of challenges because basically... I think a lot, a lot of it is, has to do with sort of market education, because for many, many NGOs um, in, these, in these parts of the world, they've never really done online fundraising before. Yeah. If you go and you look at the typical US NGO and you've got 1.8, you know, 501c3 uh, US charities, that this market is very ripe and already well-versed in online fundraising. But when you go mm. to, to, to millions of NGOs and in, in Africa and other other regions, these guys have never done uh, online fundraising. They know they should be. They know they you know they know that this is how donors expect to be uh, met today, but they haven't really done it. So there's a a big um, uh, market education that comes with it. So yeah, and, and I, yeah, sorry. And and, and, and that's and that's uh, that's an interesting point. I think that's. Uh, well, most of our listeners and, and, and I would say most of the entrepreneurs that we are interviewing actually are, are from African backgrounds or operate in Africa. And, and, and the thing is that we tend to talk about Africa like you did about Southeast Asia, but it's not one country. It's, you know, 40 plus countries um, with different regulations, different currencies, different laws, blah, blah, blah. And so how do you manage that? Because it's, it's a huge complexity in the end. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, w- w- what we do try to do is uh, we try to be on the one hand very, um, very global. And I mean, mm-hmm. Giving Way does support uh, geos in 150 different countries and, and continents. But we also try to be very uh, local in the sense that in Africa alone, we support, uh, um, you know, M-Pesa and we support MTN and Airtel and all different local. Uh, wow. And we're adding more and more and more all the time. Because like you say, it is, it is, I wouldn't say a fragmented market. I don't think it's very fragmented in that sense, but it is very um, individual. Yeah. And our, our goal is that, you know, if you're a small NGO in, in, in Kenya, we want you to be able to receive at the same ease at which you receive, you can receive a donation in, in US dollars from a donor in the US. We want you, you can, through giving way, receive a, a donation in the, you know, Kenyan shillings through Mpesa. And the same for other African countries. 
Um, and we're, we're, we're doing the same in Latin America and, and we're starting to do the same in Southeast Asia as well. So there's always this balance of being a global platform, but, uh, but zooming into local regions and taking into account the, the specifics of each country. Yeah, and, and that and and it's interesting. So this is the the local approach. Basically, you want to be globally, um, you know, broad but locally relevant. So, and of course, it it, it becomes what well, it comes at a cost because it's 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 it, it's costly really to go local and to have this this presence. So, and to to go into the the discussion of funding. So. How do, you, how do you manage really to grow uh, your business and having the money necessary to go global like that? Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, funding is <laughs> the topic, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, always, it's, always a, it's always an issue. I mean, we, we over the years, we've raised, uh, we've, we, we've raised a few, um, a few uh, investment rounds. We, we, we're actually very, very fortunate to have an an amazing mix of investors, both angel investors, a couple of angel groups and a couple of VCs. Um, some of them are uh, what you would call more impact oriented investors, some, some not at all. Uh, so it's really quite an interesting blend. We started off with a small, what, what, one of our founders, um, his name is Gigi Levy. He is actually one of the um, most prominent and active investors in Israel where we're based and he um he um put the you know the very very first uh, funding a bit more from friends and family and that's you know that's what got us going in the beginning and we were very very lean mm -hmm. um for the first couple of years but over over the years um you know from milestone to milestone and as we grew we were we we, we managed um to to raise more and more funds um but it's yeah it's always it's always a challenge especially in these regions especially in these uh markets and in the subject matter yeah, and that's and that's that's where I wanted to go. Is uh, you know finding well, your company is based in Israel, but you are operating in emerging markets. So, and when it comes to to uh, well VCs, business angels, you know, looking at companies operating in, in in emerging markets, so there is always a big question mark. You know, how can you really uh, operate there? Um, there have been so so many horrendous stories, um, you know, of, of of wrong operations or just people running with the money and disappearing. So every well, I think all all, all horrible stories can happen. So do you, do you prepare or do your funding rounds have something special, or how do you prepare for your funding rounds? Do you do you look into some specific items? What is your secret recipe there, if any? <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know that we have a secret recipe, but um, um, I think that, you know, for, for, for us, it's, it, it's, it's double the fun because double the fun, double the fun, double the fun and double because, the fun. <laughs> well, double the challenge because, uh, yeah. because, because it's not only that we're working in, in, in emerging markets and that's where our customer base is, but our customer base is nonprofit organizations. Yeah. So, when, so you got nonprofit organizations in emerging markets, and you've got double double, double eyebrows raised. <laughs> really? <laughs> not, not not enough eyebrows raised to to, to say, well, okay. Um, and you know, and and if you look, if you if if you look, for example, at the U.S. market, then you do have uh, you do have so you have quite a lot of it's it's pretty bloody waters there. It's a pretty red ocean in terms of companies that provide. Um, fundraising solutions yeah. for nonprofits, some of whom are, you know, very big companies and unicorn, unicorn plus companies. 
Um, and there's, there's much more of an appetite or a decent understanding of what it means to be an online fundraising platform when you cater to the, uh, to the US market, but when you cater to the emerging market and the NGOs uh, in, that, uh, in those regions, it's, it, it's more challenging. It's, it's definitely more challenging. And, um, and, um, and inherently built into this is the whole issue of impact. What, what is an impact company? What's a social impact company? You know, it's a, I could, we could talk about it for hours, which we don't have the time, but there's a lot to say about, about impact investing and impact investors and impact companies. And, you know, I can say for, 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 from my experience, um, you know, it, it really is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's good. It has its advantages and it has uh, quite a few disadvantages to be an impact company and, uh, and, and, and it adds additional layers of challenges. And, 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 and going into that, that route as well. So being impact. So do you think from your experience that, uh, preparing a funding round, whether it's to a VC or to the business, to a business central is fundamentally different from, a standard commercial operation. Um, you mean I think that when when you when you go to a VC or or, or a business angel, you have to have all your ducks in a row in, yeah. in, in any event, and um, and I, I think it, it's not very different, and it doesn't, and it's not different at all if you're an impact company or perceived as an impact company or not. Okay. Um, you know, the, at the end of the day, you have to. You have to show your your prospects, your projections, your business model. Everything has to be valid. You have to know your numbers. You have to know your data, and it all needs to make sense. And if it, whether it's a business, it's an angel or or, or a VC, um, the investor needs to uh, believe that there's a, a big potential for 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 a large uh, return here an ROI on on their investment, as they should, and regardless of the fact uh, you know of what kind of company you are. Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 always get prepared, get your new room in order, everything there. Um, and I would say that that the fact that you you want to show potential, um, I, I would I would say storytelling is is a big part of raising funds in a way. And and maybe I don't know I I may I don't know it may sound a little bit weird, but because you're in the impact and helping people. You fall into a find uh, the, the story of ah oh, yeah another guys who want to save the world come on You've, we've been trying for a hundred years it doesn't work <laughs> haven't you had those kind of feedback yeah and it's absolutely and uh, and uh, and I think for us um, you know like I said be, be, being in this space of uh, ultimately, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it, it must be hugging a tree somewhere. That's that's giving way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, however, however, you 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 sort of turn us around. Um, our our core DNA is such that that we service our customers and our service we service NGOs, grassroots level NGOs that are making an impact on the ground. And even if we want to be, which we do want to be and believe that we will be, you know, a very uh, um, you know, a, a unicorn company, and that's where we, we, we're striving for. At the end of the day, we do believe that doing good and doing well are not mutually exclusive, but the but quite the opposite. And it is it is a story. I mean, it is a story to be told, and um, and and there is a confusion, especially in the in, in these spaces. Wait, uh, wait, what what do you mean? So you provide services to NGOs? Are you an NGO yourself? 
Yeah. Or wait, you're a for-profit company. Okay, but uh, so what's the business model? Wait, your customers yeah. are, are African NGOs in a village in Uganda. Okay, uh, <laughs> how do you how do you build a hundred a hundred million dollar company from that? And um, and that's why you need to be very very clear on your on, on your on your pathway, and, um, and and your goals and stick to them. And um, yeah. But the, the, the story here is, is, on the one hand, it's a very nice story, but it, it, it's also a more complex story, I guess, mm, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I, I, yeah, it's, it's, I understand it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, you know, I've, I've been, uh, I've, I've worked in Africa for a long time and, and went to remote places as well. And, and sometime, and I remember having discussion within Microsoft as well as, um, you know, when, when, you know, they were investing millions of dollars and I was challenging actually the company saying, are you really thinking that you're doing good or you're, you're, you're just pouring money, you know, on a, somewhere and just hoping that you will get some return. And that's why I was up to a point. I says, oh yeah, this is an NGO for profit, which is kind of a, <laughs> Really? <laughs> Can you do that? Um, but I think it's it's where it's where it becomes it becomes interesting and and um and and it's exactly where you operate, which is to me a, a very it's a sweet spot at, at one point, but it, it's a difficult one to be on. It's just yeah, yeah we're for profit because we believe in in you know commercial company and 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 because we need profit to grow and we need profit to reach out to more people. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, we operate in that space where there is no profit. And, and we want, as you said, I think that doing good and doing well are not mutually exclusive, exclusive which in the mind of many, very, a lot of people, they're just, ah, really, can, can you do that? Nah, you should be on the one side or the other. You cannot be really sitting on the fence there. So I think that's a, that's a pretty challenging place you're in. Um, but it's yeah 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 no I think I, I, I yes I, I absolutely and um, and I'm living this place for for a good number of years now and, and and it is a challenge and you know you see more and more slowly slowly uh, too slow uh, more and more sort of impact investors and impact VCs but it's um it's in Europe and the US even in Israel a little bit but it's still it's still very um, it's very small. It's yeah. very small. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, the bad thing is that we're, you know, getting close to, uh, to the end. Well, not, not completely to the end, but we need to think about, you know, going to our signature question. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we have all, always this, the, the, the one last question. It's see what, what would be your top advice or top advices, okay, to young or aspiring entrepreneur when it comes to raising money and getting some funding? Hmm. Okay. Uh, advice. Well, I guess, um, I, I guess, uh, uh, in addition to the sort of, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say the obvious, but the basic, um, things of, you know, being very, very well prepared, researching your, your investors, um, you know, come, coming to every meeting as if it's the, the, the only and last meeting, um, knowing your numbers, knowing your data, all of those things, uh, you know, the, the, the more uh, basic things. I think that um, one of the most important things, and I, I know that sometimes it's it's easier said than done, especially in the beginning when 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 a lot of startups are sort of starved for uh, for cash, uh, but to really try and see who your investors are and try to try to pick your investors, try to pick smart money, as they say, um, because it is a journey. It is a journey, and and the same way that your co-founders are 
you know, critical to this journey, so are your investors. And you're in for a ride together. And um, sometimes it's uh, it's not just about taking taking the money, but it's taking uh, the value that comes with it. So very much trying to do that if if possible. And um, I think um, I think also knowing very much your industry and uh, and knowing what your industry is and and shutting out a lot of different noise uh, because there's a lot of noise in the in the ecosystem and. Uh, and I think that you do need to understand very well your vertical and where you are and who are the relevant investors and not be um, dissuaded or, 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 or otherwise by other startups or other companies that do well or not do well in other um, verticals, if, if, if that's clear. Sort of compare apples to apples, know where you are and, um, and, and, and go through the path that is relevant for your company because each company, each vertical is, is different. No, I think it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's great, great feedback. Uh, um, I'm still, I still love, and I think over the last uh, four or five interviews that we've made around funding is the one thing that comes really clear is don't go broad, go deep with your, with your potential investors. Um, right. and, and I think that you're, you're completely right is that no, knowing the industry and knowing who the relevant investors are in that industry is, is key because if you, if you go too broad, well, you would just you know, run after too many rabbits or you need to kill one. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, find, you'll find the good time, one. You waste time and you may end yeah. up with investors that are not right for your mission. Yeah. yeah. That was that was great. Thanks, thanks very much, Arita. A lot of a lot of good things, a lot of good insights, and uh, and thank you to our audience uh, and to all of you tuned up and are listening to this episode. So you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder and CEO of the Talk Collective, the company behind Enterprise Talk Africa. And today we had the immense pleasure of hosting Arita Strauss-Raz from Giving Way. And uh, if you have time, don't forget to leave us five stars on uh, our, your podcast app. And we look forward to the next show next week. All right. Thanks very much. And have a good day. Thank you very Bye much. Ciao. Thanks for having me.